This is episode number 54 with Dave Bray. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the American Snippets podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to remind you how important it is for us to get reviews and for people to subscribe to the podcast or on your favorite podcast app, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is that you listen to your podcast on. Leave us a review. Subscribe. It's how our podcast can get found and ranked higher. It's how our stories here can get seen more, get discovered more, because after all, we're featuring some exceptional and extraordinary people throughout the country who deserve to have their stories told. Uh, my name is Dave Brown. Uh, I'm a real estate investor, lifestyle entrepreneur, and the co-host here, along with my partner, Gold Star wife, author, and speaker, Barbara Allen. Uh, now, if you're a first-time listener, it's our goal each week to feature stories that will not only inspire you, but propel you into action in your own life. Our mission is simple, and that's to create a meaningful platform that encourages national pride, promotes the American dream, supports those who honorably serve, and spotlights all the extraordinary and exceptional things being done by everyday Americans just like you. All of our stories are compelling examples of positivity, possibility, and patriotism that can help you improve your own life and get you one step closer to living your own American dream. And today's guest is a perfect example of this. His name is Dave Bray. He is a veteran of the United States Navy. He is a husband and proud dad of two sons, and he is on a new mission to move audiences everywhere with this incredible patriotic music. His story is one of service humility, and patriotism, and he brings his, his love of family, love for his country, and love of music all together in patriotic concerts that remind us all of the beauty still present in this country. His new album, Music on a Mission, debuted at number six on iTunes, and we are delighted he took the time to be with us today. Now, without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Dave Bray, USA. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. We are here today with Dave Bray. He is branded, which I love. We're seeing this new trend emerging, but he is among the forefront of patriotic entertainers in this country. And what we love most about it is he has, I think, an extra brand of passion because he has served in our United States military in the Navy. And I feel like that must carry over because his music is so passionate when you listen to it. There are songs that you sing that you just cannot convey the meaning and the emotion in the song if you absolutely don't 100% believe it and, and feel it. He's now full-time touring as a musician, a singer, and a songwriter. He has performed all over the world, and he's dedicating his musical career to supporting veterans, active duty military, our law enforcement, firemen, and first responders. He's got all sorts of exciting events and work coming out and on the horizon and behind him, and we are so glad that he's squeezing some time today to speak with us. Dave Bray, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thanks for having me again on American Snippets, and I hope to come back. And also, thank you, Barb, for your continuation of service and, uh, you know, our deepest condolences. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, I, I appreciate you saying that. And part of what 
makes it easier for families like mine who've gone through things. First off is to see our veterans come out of service and do so well and get to enjoy the, the freedoms and the opportunity that you all gave so much for. And what I like to tell people, I make a point of telling people is that um, you have every right and almost more of a duty to, to do well and live your life fully because you've done so much. And for me, that's what makes my husband's sacrifice and loss so worth or worthwhile, you know, if, if you will, because it's not for nothing. So every time I see somebody doing something extraordinary with their lives, I'm like, thank you for, for making the most of what goes into it. So I'm especially pleased to see our veterans do that. And your story is super cool because you're, you're bona fide rock stars. It's, it's awesome. You know, it's, um, it's very exciting what you do. I've listened to your music. I couldn't listen to one of those songs all the way through uh, because it just was like, you know, I've heard a lot of music sing, sang from uh, artists and performers and very few songs touch me the way that uh, some of your, some of your songs do. So thank you for that. I truly appreciate that. I, as a, as far as a musician goes, um, that's about the biggest compliment as I can get. I can, um, you, you hit the nail on the head as far as continuation of service. I think that is one of the things that we as veterans should all uh, do um, post-service. And I think we need to carry on our passions. And like you said, you know, we need to explore that that American freedom a little bit more that we serve to uphold. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to do so with my music as, as, as I am honored by your uh, kind words. Thank you. So do you, can we talk a little bit, and we'll go sort of in sequence, uh, your service. What drew you into military service in the first place? So I, I have to go back to going to my great uh, aunt's house when I was a little kid. And it's actually on my honor wall behind me. There's a, a Purple Heart certificate from uh, World War One that hung in the living room. And it's, I mean, this place is old. Uh, and it's fit, it fit right in, but I can remember gazing upon it as a child as this beautiful piece of artwork as, uh, if you've never seen one, you should really look at what a, one of those purple heart certificates looks like. Um, it has the gentleman down on one, on one knee looking up to, uh, lady Columbia and she sort of gives her blessing and, and it's really just a beautiful piece of artwork. I didn't know what it meant at the time. Uh, as I grew older, my great aunt passed and it was the one thing that they asked me if if I would want anything from the house. And I took that down off the wall and, um, you know, it was just, it, it was just compelling. And once I realized really, really what that meant, um, and I found out the story behind it where my great uncle served in the battle of forest and he was actually injured. He lost his leg. He jumped down into a well and used his leg to prop himself out. So he wouldn't be hypothermic at night. So like, what? For, yeah, for three days, this guy was, you know, oh in the my yeah, just to stay alive, right? So, I mean, it was just oh a different God. time back then. And, you know, I come from a military family, obviously him, and law enforcement family as well. So um, my father served. He was an enlisted Navy guy. My brother was enlisted Navy. I went into the Navy, obviously enlisted into the Dixie Cupcracker Jack Navy, then crossed into uh, the Fleet Marine Force, which is uh, combat medics for United States Marine Corps. Wow. Quite the back. So with a family history like that, I mean, did you grow up kind of hearing about military was anybody surprised when you went into service was it expected of you no just I, like I a natural evolution yeah it was one of those things where i think all of us you know me and my brother i say all of us but uh again <laughs> we were raised in a military family but it wasn't something that was drilled into us i mean there was a little bit of revelry revelry heave two trice up in the morning where we woke up and, you know, we did push-ups every day together <laughs> with, with dad and that kind of stuff. So there was some of that. And I carry that over to my sons as well. 
Uh, but you I, wake I, them up and you make them do push-ups. Yeah, we do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please come wake my son up? <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to motivate him from the time they get out of bed. We want him to be, be engaged with us. We want him to be a part oh, of God, it. God, that's know? awesome. And yeah, yes. you know. It's, there's no you know, you could to- make a lot of money doing that. I know a lot of a lot of moms like me would pay you whatever. You could have whatever you want. Just come get my kid out of bed and motivate him early in the morning. Rock on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I interrupt and I babble. Um, no, you're allowed to babble, but my <laughs> you know, they, they dragged it just like y'all. But they're only seven and nine. But we're yeah. into. It. Um, and and again, I feel like military service was really really appropriate for me. I think if I would have gone directly to college, I probably would have wasted a lot of time and money. And I really needed that focus. I really needed somebody to be like, okay, you have all the potential in the world. Let's put it to work. And that's what the military did for me at a young age. So I was blessed to have that opportunity. Awesome. Is there one moment um, in your service that stands out to you, whether, you know, with a civilian or with your service member or whatever moment was downtime, uptime that sticks out in your head that makes this impression last in your, in your life that you're open to talking about? Okay. Yeah. That's a good, you finished off with the (laughs) moniker there. Yeah. Um, You know, in, in my service, I got to say just overall, there is a brotherhood and a kindred sort of unity that you will not find. I don't believe anywhere else, maybe in law enforcement. Um, But I still have some really, really close and tight friends that I met in some unique uh, experiences in the military that, you know, they're, they're like brothers to me still to this day. And, uh, you know, those are the types I believe are the memories that you make while you're in the military that, that you go back and you say, you know, I, I know now that I have people in my life forever for the time that I'm on this planet that no matter where they are, no matter where I am, if I call them or they call me, they've got my back. And I think that that is what I've taken out of the military. Nice. So is there some kind of skill level. I talk with a lot of veterans. I work professionally um, with the, with veterans and personally I'm in the military community. <clears throat> and I'm sure you're aware too of this issue of people coming out of service and losing their focus, not having that focus, that structure, that discipline. One person I, I spoke with and interviewed, she put it well, she was a battalion commander, lieutenant colonel, just retiring. And she said, you know, Yes, I led a battalion into combat. I did this great thing. But in the military, I was always told what my next great thing will be. I never had to devise that myself. Now I'm out and there's nobody telling me what my next great thing will be. Um, and, And so for some people, that can be a huge gap that they sort of struggle with and fall through. I'm happy to say she is not. But um, do you have something in in your world, in your life that you were able to do that helped you bridge that gap? Because you're now doing your next great thing, uh, and I don't know what is how seamless of a transition that was for you, or not. Uh, but is there something that helped you through? Absolutely, and and you're right. It was music, and and I think part of what we are dealing with in today's uh, veteran community and again veteran suicide um, is because of what you just spoke about. It's is is when you are a part of the military, you're part of such a sort of branded unit where everybody knows what everybody's next move is to be. And then all of a sudden, like a lot of guys get out almost in a way that is, um, I don't want to say vengeful, but they get out and say, okay, I'm done with the military. I have all this vast expanse of freedom and holy cow, what do I do with it? What what do I, how do I, how do I make my life mine now? And a lot of people and a lot of guys I do feel and girls, they, they get out and they're lost. They are they they get scooped up into um, some of the wrong circles. 
And unfortunately, there's a lot of branding on the outside that goes towards, hey, you're a vet, man. Come on in with us. You can hang with us. We'll party. We'll drink beer and this, that, and the other thing. We'll grow mm-hmm. beers. We'll grow and, beers. And shoot guns. And, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And, and it, it, I, I'm all for that. I do believe that there is there's a brotherhood element there. Um, I'm not so sure that it's the healthiest element for yeah. men and women getting out of combat service and that kind of thing. I do believe um, there should be a better way to reassimilate. And if I could do it all over again, law enforcement would be my transition. And if I could encourage anyone that's ever served in combat or in, in the military, um, if you're looking for something that's not military, that's a little more civilian, you're not worried about being shipped out overseas or to you know faraway destinations, come home and use those skills, man. Use what you found out and teach us and the mili- and the law enforcement community back home what you've learned and take all that all that knowledge that you've gained overseas or in combat and bring it here to us and and give it to the law enforcement community. We, we, they're they're looking for men and women to stand up by their yeah. side, have that experience. Um, and again, that would be something that I would transition or I would suggest, I don't know how many people you have listening, but I would suggest if you can get them into the law enforcement community, get them crossed over, give them that bridge to take what they've known and learned and use in a civilian, in the civilian world, that would mean the world to not only law enforcement, but us as a country. Nice. So your, then your transition, then you came out and how long was it? About, you know, between the time that you were out of the military to where, I mean, you must have always played music, enjoyed music, known you had a talent for it. Um, what or not? Did you just come out and say, hey, I'm going to try to <laughs> try to sing and it worked out brilliantly for you, which would be weird, but awesome, too. Right. Um, so music for me was one of those things that I found in, in high school. Um, it was right when grunge and Metallica was really starting to come into their their, you know, into their own. And I loved it. I, and, I, and I said to myself, this is something I know I could do and I could do well. Um, and I did. I messed around with that in high school a little bit, had, had the rock band. And then after I got out of the military, or actually I went into the military right out of high school, so I, there was no time to really make the rock band thing work. So I went to the military, bought a guitar, started writing, honing my skills as a songwriter more than anything else. And as I was serving, I was getting, you know, audio tracks and stuff to work on and, and to write songs. By the time uh, my time in the military was up, I got out and I was playing in a bar like three days later and had a small band that we were starting to work. And over the next course of about four or five years, we grew to the point where uh, we were doing really well. We had released an album. Um, I crossed over the country, went to California, tried to rebuild what we had built on a small scale yeah. here in Pennsylvania in, in L.A. And, and Huntington area. And it just it, something didn't work. And I sort of fell off and I gave up, not gave up on music, but gave up on trying to play and perform live. It was just something that um, had lost a a, a formula for me that was really worth doing. And I was losing joy out of it. So um, came back home to Pennsylvania, started working. I was actually working in logistics. I worked for BAE Systems, building the Bradley Assault Vehicles, Um, still playing music and writing music. And I got with a couple different groups over the years. Um, And then finally... uh, in 2010, I got signed with um, Madison Rising, and mm-hmm. that was when that whole sort of evolution began. And, you know, the, the great part about that was I could take all the experience from my military, my past, my history, and, and really put it to, to work. And, yeah. it, and giving the platform, it was right when social media was breaking and things like that. It really it helped uh, evolve, you know, the patriotic spirit that I was hoping to bring with music all along. 
I love that. And that is part of what drives us here at, to do our work at American Snippets so much. We saw, and I think your music does this in a, in a huge way, you know, what we're trying to do sort of with a spoken word. I, I always say like, I write because I can't sing, right? So, so I write and now I do the podcast because I got no business singing. But, you know, your music, the spirit and the, the, the thoughts, the sentiment, the patriotism behind it is what we're trying to do here at American Snippets. I think it is so important, especially now when this country is so divided. I think there's never been a better time for your brand of music with your sincerity behind it. We need it. We we need more of this. And I think music is such a unifying uh, medium. People... You know, I mean, you could be in the shittiest mood and hear a song and it lifts you up or you could be in a great mood, hear a sad song and bring you down, like that kind of thing. It's so powerful and so strong. I love that you're using it um, for the purpose that you're using it. And uh, and I'm so excited that you're doing it. Are you how how are the crowds when you come out? I mean, do they come up to you and tell you how it how it moves them, how it impacts them? Or do you get to interact with the fans much? No, I'm very uh, in touch with the fan base. I, I consider each fan part of my family. Um, you know, since releasing, I'm being on my own now. So since releasing the new album called Music yeah. on a Mission, um, I just recently went on tour with Ted Nugent. And, you know, to bring a whole new level of music out to the public um, and to, I don't want to say, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty opinionated fans. So they will let you know if you are no good. But That's the best kind <laughs> though, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bring that, it man yeah it <laughs> why a, be lied to it was a litmus test for the band and um it was really something again uh to bring that patriotic spirit in into his crowd in a way that they've never really seen it before um you know i think they were pretty much blown away and if you go to my facebook page dave bray usa or any of the other spots on social media yeah. you'll get to see some of that fan interaction you get to see some of those videos you get to see some of those photos from the amazing events that we did with ted nugent and Again, I'm really, really happy with the reaction we got. Um, you know, after the shows, we had, you know, a line around the corner to get awesome. CDs. So, I mean, yeah, we were just, I was really sort of blown away because, again, your te typical Ted Nugent fan is pretty, you know, dedicated to him. And then to put bring somebody like me, brand new, nobody's really, you know, knows. And yeah. then to be so supportive, I think it shows a lot for not only the quality of the music on the record, um, but also the quality of the performance value and, and what people are looking for in this nation. Yeah, absolutely. I think people are hungrier for that vibe and that reminder than we're giving credit for as a country. I think there are some people who are counting on the fact that we want to fight, we want to be divided, and overlooking the fact that underneath it all, we don't want to. You know, we want to be united. We want to feel like this. Where do some of those songs come from? And you know, and I had alluded to one before. And are these on your album? Uh, your next song, "Last Call," "Amazing Grace," "Freedom Rings." Are are those on? On your new album? Yes. Uh, so the new album is called Music on a Mission. I'll yep. do a little cheer for yeah, you. Yeah, please a, do. It's a storyteller album. So I actually narrate this. I talk about God and country, uh, living with honor and respect, teaching that honor and respect to the next generation. And what kind of world are we leaving for them as we step off of it? Um, I also talk about, you know, my own search for faith. And I also talk about where we are going as a country together, just like what you're saying. Are we going to stand on this divisive sort of platform forever until it just erupts? Or are we going to find common ground and leave something positive for the next generation? Because I know way too many men and women serving overseas <laughs> do not want to bring what's happening over there back oh, to this country. Yeah. This, is, this is the last chance for freedom and the last chance for unity and the last chance for the world. 
uh, to stand in a free country. So that's what I talk about on the record. As far as the songs, you have versions of God Bless America, The Star Spangled Banner, Amazing Grace are all my renditions. And then you have some originals like The Hunter, which talks about my search for faith. Freedom Rings, which talks about the flag and how important it is. And the fact that it's draped over a coffin, it's the most important piece of cloth we have. Um, there's a song called Into the Fire, where I talk about Stephen Siller, who's a 9-11 firefighter, and his bravery on that day. And then Last Call as well. So there's a lot of really, really great music on here. And I would relate it, it's sort of like, uh, I would say like an hour long. So it's an hour of really great talk radio. But you get to listen and talk yeah. about the elephants in the room in this country. And you get great music instead of commercials about gold and other things that you hear on top. <laughs> I know. What was the one that always comes on? Hi, I'm Mike Modell, whatever, with my pillow. He's the guy yeah, that always my, comes on. Oh yeah, my you God. Don't, you don't hear a my pillow commercial. I, I can't handle one more my pillow commercial. I, I just gave it to him, but uh, what I, I can't help it. Maybe it works. Um, so when you decided to go down this career path and focus on on the patriotic aspect, did you have any kind of negative responses from people or people who are like, Look, there's no audience for that. You'll never make it. Why don't you stick with safe? Stick. I love country music, right? I, I am a country girl. I love country music. Um, and that's a super popular field. Like, were people telling you stick with country? That's a sure thing. Do they think you're out of your mind for po focusing on patriotism? I've never been one to chase a train. So, I mean, to be able to be, I guess, a figurehead in patriotic rock or patriotic music, um, I look at guys like, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to draw a blank. Proud to be an American. Um, Lee Greenwood. Lee Greenwood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I look at guys like Lee Greenwood and I say, you know, these were guys that back in the 80s, okay, there was nothing but poison metal, hair yeah. bands, and everything yeah. else. Country was Hank Jr. and Pretty Wild, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And yet he popped his head up and came out with a song. And for me, if I can be the guy who 20 years from now or however long can be the next Lee Greenwood. I'm happy with that. I'm, I, I look at guys like in those bands like that were existent in the eighties and they don't look so good, man. They didn't take really good care of themselves. <laughs> Some of them I'll, look a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I've, I've been focusing on the nonprofit communities. Uh, the community I'm, you know, I'm looking to grow with a lot of these much smaller nonprofits that are working out there um, to help bring that essence of patriotism and that spirit of what they're going for with their nonprofit, be it for military or first responders or police. Those are the communities I want to grow with over the next 10 or 20 years so I can grow my career and then I can also help them grow in turn. So that's what Perfect. my goal and focus is, is to work with like-minded people, direct markets, and use the, my ability to write a song to get to their hearts and, and you know hopefully heal those who need to be healed and engage the spirit of those who needs you know to be awakened so that's what the goal is with the music and that's why i call it music on a mission because that's exactly what it is that is exactly what it is um along this way have there been any uh, significant mistakes or setbacks that were sort of pivotal moments for you and taught you something or maybe were a little more challenging to get past than you expected something that you know did you take any teachable moments from those or just some <laughs> fun moments yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of mistakes, um, it, it, no matter what we look back upon, if we don't learn from our mistakes, we're failing as human beings, you know. So, um, you know, there's there, there's some things going back with some of the relationships with some people in the business that I would not have trusted um, as far as I could throw them, even though I knew 
when I met them that I shouldn't have trusted them. And everyone around me knew that Guilty, I shouldn't Guilty, I've done the same, yes. But you're still like, <laughs> yeah, sure, for some Shit. reason, I'm yes. actually going to do business with you right yes. now. Yep. Or, you know, I'm, yeah, it's just, yeah. those are the type of people that, because, you, you know, we as artists, or I, I say we, but as an artist, you really will do just about anything you can possibly do if you believe in your product and your your, your craft enough to get out there. So when somebody offers that to you and, uh, and you take it, you know, the unfortunate part about it is it's, if it doesn't feel good at the beginning, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. Right. Okay. So if you're not trusting your gut, you're failing as a human to trust your internal instincts. Mm-hmm. So I wish that I could go back and change some of those relationships and especially some of the people that I've dealt with in this business over the last, you know, five to seven years. Yep. I think, uh, there are very few people I know that don't regret some of the relationships we've gotten into sure. in our lives, but I like to tell myself that they've at least painful as that was or difficult as it was, it led you. They were like holding your spot to get to where you are now, right? So Absolutely. they kind of and, kind and, of guided you on your way. So take some yeah. solace in that, right? It, it served right. a and purpose. Again, I got to say, since coming out as a single yeah. artist, there have been carryovers of groups who have embraced and understood what my goal was in comparison to the bigger picture, if that makes sense. Yep. And and after I released the record, they're like, thank God that you have done this because we needed it. We've been waiting for you kind of thing. Yep. And there's just some really, really great people and relationships that were made over the years that I wouldn't trade for the world as well. So there's those, there's those two elements there yep. of ones you wish never, never. existed. <laughs> yes. And then the ones you wish that, you know, you could, oh, yeah. you could you didn't hold on to tight enough or you didn't, yes. you know, you haven't given enough yet. So yeah. there's a, there's a broad future for relationships, but relationships are crazy for sure. I know they're the cause and the solution to a lot of problems. Right. Um, so are there any particular nonprofits that you're working with now or that you would like yeah. to work with? Yep. I, I work with cops, um, it, which is the Iowa cops. They, there's a COPS. Uh-huh. Uh, I work with, with them all over the country. Fraternal order of police I'm working with. Um, special operations, wounded warriors I work with. I also work with the backstoppers with the guns and hoses guys that put on the events every year. So a lot of first responders, a lot of those kinds of things just did an event with beyond the battlefield, uh, which is John Tigan. He was one of the authors of the book, 13 hours, yep. just did an event with him. So beyond the battlefield is one. I mean, you got just go to my Facebook, Dave Bray USA. You'll see all the people that I have worked with in the past and continue to work with in the future. Um, again, I've come full turn into being sort of a rowdy bar band into being sort of a, a corporate entity. I do a lot of, um, yeah. you know, work with NFL, um, you know, M- MLB and hockey and all across the, the sports arenas, NASCAR I've worked with obviously. Um, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm more into the black tie corporate event kind of world right now, just because it's, I feel what I bring fits that mold a little bit more and brings that patriotism to their events. And it brings people, together when they show up. So those are the events that I've been working for. Again, go to Facebook and check out Bayberry USA. You'll see all of the nonprofits. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I imagine the corporate world could use could use a little fun every now and then, maybe more so than a lot of other worlds. A lot of people are super serious in their jobs. It's like high pressure. You must be a great release for them to come out and, and kind of unwind and, and kick it up a little bit in a fun, you know, positive, positive way too. You are a little multifaceted here as well because you also have an, an apparel line that you have put out. 
Brave Day <laughs> USA? Yeah, Brave how, Day USA. How did that happen? Well, that, that actually started first. I needed to find funding to okay. uh, get, get money to go to the studio. And I was sitting there going, what, what am I going to do to be a hands-on, hands-off kind of uh, you know entity as far as be, something that generates income? So I, I started Brave Day USA. Um, it all started from an idea of walking fearless in faith and making every day a brave day. Of course, there is the similarity between my name, Dave Bray. Very, Bray. Yes, so, got it. I like the you, way it's laid out too on the shirts. Yeah. I, I looked at it a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, cool. You get, you get it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to do a, a faith-based apparel line that was still kind of cool. So somewhere between um, some of the stuff you see from the military guys and then something faith-based or ha- bringing God and country together as one. I wanted to, to use that entity. So that really started off really, really well. Um, and that was what enabled me to be able to go out and record a record. I mean, it, I just, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. So yeah, I had to create an apparel line first yeah, and, and get the capital to be able to record the songs. Love it. I talk a lot about that to people I work with too. It's like passion versus purpose. People, a lot of people, the recurring theme now is follow your passion. If you're following, sure. if you're doing a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. But that can be a little dangerous too, because you had to do a lot of work that A, you love, but you know, it was hard. It was labor intensive. You had to apply yourself to do this maybe similar, like aligned path, but not the exact path you wanted to go on. Right. So sometimes people can think if it's my passion, I should just focus only on that. And they get so bogged down thinking all I'm going to do is sing. I'm going to make money right away singing and don't maybe have the, the instinct or the natural understanding to know, look, I have to be grounded here. I have to do that. And I love that you did that and, and found that there were, you know, similar or kind of parallel paths to pursue your passion that fulfills your purpose as well. And how you blended it all together. It's not as easy to do as you just sat here and, you know, and quietly just stated that, yes, you know, I just did that. (laughs) A lot uh, of people get caught up in that and stuck. Yep. Every, every t-shirt that says brave day on it, I printed. So I've printed every shirt, every pool, everything. So I didn't just create a company and say, Hey, throw money at this, make this happen. You know, I actually went, got the equipment. <laughs> how did you learn how to do that? I, I have friends who do it. And I, you know, I watched and learned and very simply <laughs> just created a, a small company. Like I said, I've done shirts for a couple other organizations uh, since then yeah. and, you know, turned off some, turned on some extra revenue. But, um, like you said, the the envelope is still the same though. It's still about God and country. My right. T-shirt is still about God and country, yep. just because. But I, that was the founding, the root of this message. The seed was to be planted to create patriotism. You know what I mean? So I wanted the shirts to do the same thing as the music. So it, it, the passion was exactly the same. And again, I don't feel like I'm working when I'm you know in my garage pulling T-shirts and sweating. I just enjoy it. My kids help me bag them up. It's a family affair. And Perfect. It is what it is, so. Yeah, that that is great. What are some of the venues that you have coming up? Okay, so running down through, um, I'm going out to Mount Vernon, Illinois. That's a Fraternal Order Police uh, Border Patrol Academy graduations, Artesian, New Mexico, Sandy Corley Memorial Run, Rothbury, Michigan. That one's a like a biker run if you're in the Midwest. That one's up in Michigan. That one's going to be a really cool event. Uh, Orange County Choppers, which is up by you. Yes, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it's Special Operations Wounded Warriors Charity Dinner in Boca Raton, Florida, August 24th. There's still tickets. Um, Midwest Barbecue for the Brave, Frankfurt, Illinois. And, you know, again, you, you brought up nonprofits. And I want to just circle back with one as well. Sure, because, please. Um, 
they are doing something that I believe is truly extraordinary. We all hear about, you know, nonprofits. We're here to help vets. We're here to do this. So uh, recently I found um, one called the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Tower Foundation. And that's actually a tie in with the song mm-hmm. Into Fire off the record where I talk about Stephen Siller and his last day being 9-11. Um, but that organization is actually building smart homes for our veterans. And I've been a, blessed to be a volunteer, mm-hmm. be a part of those events where they give the homes away. And even more, I've started into helping, you know, volunteers throughout the builds and, and taking the veterans around to do shopping sprees and pick out stuff from Home Depot. So that's fun. That, yeah, it is really fun. It's, it's not, again, work at all, but I get, you know, to be able to hand a home over to a veteran and be a part of that organization. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Steven Siller, Tunnel the Tower Foundation. I I'm writing that down. Yeah. Yeah, please do. If, if you know somebody who can give, yeah. give. It's, it's, it's one of those no BS, this is what they're doing. And they're actually doing some amazing things. They're also helping out law enforcement uh, who are killed in the line of duty. I know they've assumed a couple of the mortgages from the family. So they're helping out in that regard as well across the country. They're really, really the real deal. And, uh, you know, people can help out the Stephen Siller Tunnel and Tower Foundation. I truly appreciate that. Awesome. And, you know, um, you just mentioned something that brought something to head. I think, you know, I lost my husband in 2005 and it was a different uh, landscape that in the country then where there were some people set up who wanted to, to kind of watch out for and look out for, but especially because we were a National Guard family, there's no community there. There's no built-in community. Everybody's scattered. Half of us didn't know each other. So you're sort of on your own. And certainly not that anybody is entitled to anything, right? I'm not entitled to anything because my husband died in Iraq. That was our life. That was our time. There's no entitlement involved. But when people do want to come forward and help and support, it means the world to us. Sometimes people have supported us and helped me make that leap from a dark period in my life and one last boost to get to where I am now to help me, you know, get the energy back in my life and, and, and remind myself that I have a lot to live for to where I put my life back together. And I wish uh, that my husband had known. And I wish that at really everybody serving knows this now and understands this now in the worst case scenario, should something terrible happen. I think it's so important for people to know that there are people now who come forward and help. Our families are not kind of abandoned um, as a whole. There's there's so much support out there. I think it's an important message to know. I think a lot of the spouses I talk to when I tell them of these organizations, they're, you know, their husbands are alive and well and serving, right? And they're like, they still feel better knowing that these people exist and serve. So I love that organization. I love what they do. And I love it even just for the peace of mind. I'm not sure if people like you who are involved with those organizations or even those people themselves understand what they're subconsciously doing is giving people peace of mind as well. Um, where knowing, like if you knew if something terrible had was happening to you and you knew there were people that were going to be there to support your family, it would sort of maybe alleviate some of the stress. So that was like another, another tangent, but I just want to thank you uh, all for doing that because it's, it's all, it's like the unseen side effects that you have that I'm not sure you all ever get to know of peace of mind, what it does. It's huge. And I, I love that there are organizations and especially when somebody comes out and vouches for them, because like you said, there's a lot of 
untrue yeah, organizations yeah. out there that kind of yeah they prey on you they put the widow up for the photo op or, or something and and take the money and run so i'm definitely going to check that out and i think i've actually heard of that organization before i think i've seen a run or something they did uh, online every, yeah every they do the same exact run that steven did okay uh, from the brooklyn battery tunnel all the way down to uh, ground zero that run is about, I think, 2K or 3K, something like that. And they actually shut down that road, the same path that he took, just to uh, to commemorate him, to memorialize that that bravery and that heroism that he put forth on his day off. You know, looks over and sees, you know, the city burning and just decides, I'm going to run. He calls his family. Uh, here's where I am. Throws the phone and rolls into into the city. You know what I mean? It's just Man. it's just a rare bravery. And I... I, that's exactly why I wanted to talk. I tell that story yeah. on the, uh, on the record. And I wanted to awesome. explain, you know, to the, to the next generation, if this, if this album makes it to the kids, you know, I want to explain to them, this is what a hero looks like. This is what bravery is. This is, this is where we as a nation know where we're failing you, but here's where we want to help, you know, and to teach them patriotism and respect is the most important thing we can pass on to the next generation. Because if that is lost, then there's no platform or there's no foundation yeah. foundation crumbles and, and this nation crumbles and it'll be, it'll be gobbled up just like the rest of the world's been gobbled up by politically correctness. And, uh-huh. and that, that wash of just filth that is just eating up through Europe. And yeah. I mean, we see it in the news now, you know, it's eating, it's eating away at society and it's, you know, it's something that we should cherish here. It's still, it's still alive, but yeah, it still has a pulse. Yeah. Holding on by a thread. And we need to make sure, you know, yeah. that's what Music on a Mission is for. It's, it's to help that. I love it. Love it. Love it. And you'll be bringing copies of those to your event in Newburgh? Yep. I'll have them there. Any, any of my events. You, but you can also, if anybody just wants to get the album, an autographed right. copy of the CD, they can download it anywhere. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon, CD Baby, all those places. Uh, but if you just want an autograph copy, you can get them at DaveBrayUSA.com. D-A-V-E-B-R-A-Y-U-S-A.com. And awesome. I'll sign them up and send them out for you. And if you want to do bulk pricing for fundraisers or anything like that, I do that as well. Just let us know. Send us a, a personal message and we'll work okay. something out. Perfect. Yeah. And one of your songs just recently debuted at six on iTunes. Well, it was the whole album, actually. That, the whole album. So it re- I love it, released, it when I get things wrong. <laughs> yeah, it released. It released I, I, I had been told that it released at number four and then slowly oh. dropped to six by the time I found it. But, um, you know, I don't even... I didn't even check that. Somebody sent me a picture and they were like, wow, you released it. You released it number six on iTunes. And it was with, um, hang on. It was with uh, Godsmack, Greta Van Fleet, um, Shinedown. So that was that was the release of the, uh, the album. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Doesn't mean anything to me. But, uh, you know, I think it's pretty important to say that if uh, a young patriotic artist can pop his head up yes. on the now. On the national platform and make some noise with a record like this. I think it's unique, uh, and I've I've gotten a lot of response from it, so I'm pretty proud of it. Nice. All right, we'll wrap it up with the last couple of questions we like to ask, and I'll let you go on your busy way. Um, if there was somebody that we could call up right now, somebody you've never met before, anybody in the whole world, and would come hang out and spend the rest of the day with you, you could talk about anything you want to talk about. Who would that be? That's a good question. Are they alive or dead? Or is no, it they got to be alive. Ah, shoot. You know, I, you re- I think everybody really wants, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes with, uh, you know, the president of the United States just to sit and get uh-huh. his head. I look at this guy and I look at, I look at, you know, a true maverick, if, if you want to call it that, but somebody yep. who's living by 
nothing but I, in my opinion he's he's out for the betterment of this country by using the way of god and i really do believe that we're going to look back on this president and this whole entire nation is going to be like we were almost lost yeah we almost fell this nation was almost finished until this guy took over i think i think history is going to tell a much different story about who president trump was than cnn I, is than <laughs> CNN and the president media has, has told about yeah. it and i would really like you know to sit and have a cup of coffee with him and just just to dig around at how he does it. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, the guy feels, it feels like he never sleeps to me uh, compared yeah. to the last president who, you know, would pop his head up every once in a while. You know, Trump is every single day, 100% Trump trained full throttle. Doesn't matter when, doesn't yep. matter where it's all about America. I totally love that. And I just can't, I can't imagine anyone else sitting in that position right now. And I would love just, like I said, 20 minutes. I, I'll say I'm with you. I'll, t- I'll, I'll take, Five minutes after that, just <laughs> just send them down the road. Okay, I'll share it with you. You can have time. Oh, oh, thanks, thanks. That's awesome. All right, so we talk a lot about the American dream. We a hundred percent believe that it is alive and well and and possible for anybody who wants to really work for it. We get some sniggers sometimes. People are like, ah, that's so cliche, you know. Whatever. I don't I don't care because I I believe it, and I know that anybody. I think part of the issue in this country is people buying into the mindset that it's it's over and done, that this is a terrible time to live in the country. We think it's a great time to live in the country. But if we were to ask you, what does the American dream mean to you? What would your answer be? Well, two parts of that question. I'm going to hit the first one. And right now, the okay. reason people think it's dead yeah. is because we live in an instant gratification society. Nobody believes in actually getting your head down to the grindstone yep. for a good 10 or 20 years to accomplish something. Uh, they feel like it should be handed to them after two or three weeks. And that's why people feel like the American dream is dead. You know, when our founding fathers came here, they looked at they looked at the, the landscape as something so broad and so vast. But for some way, somehow they made it all the way across. We, we established, you know, forts all the way across the country. Um, it, for me, the American dream would be to go out every single day, wave a flag, get people excited about America, get them excited about faith, bring faith back into our schools, back into our houses, back into our homes, have people waking up in a positive mentality, knowing that there is another day after today, knowing there's another breath after this one, and just keeping this nation in a more positive light. I'm sick of watching the divisive news. I can't stand it anymore. So if I could... If I could wake up every single day, get on a stage and have a bunch of people just wave a flag and sing a song or two with me, that would be the American dream. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that becomes a reality. Awesome. I think uh, if it hasn't already for you, it is well on its way. And we're excited to be there because we just found out you'll be in our neck of the woods next right. month. And, uh, and I think we'll actually be around. So I'm excited to see that in person. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and your schedule. Thank you to your wife for helping set this up and for Annie for, for making that introduction. I'm so happy that this has all fallen into place for us. And uh, we look forward to sharing your story. Well, let's talk about Annie real quick before we leave. Got to oh, give her super props yes. in America's Soldiers Network. She's, Love it. She's the one who facilitated this introduction. So yeah. thank you, Annie Nelson, and thanks to the, my beautiful wife, Rebecca, for, for putting it all together for us today as well. Well said. Well said. Thank you, sir. Hey, what's going on? It's Dave Brown here again. Look, if you got some value out of today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. They go a, a really long way. It's really important because it helps us get these stories discovered. These are these are stories that deserve to be heard. And one simple thing that you can do for us is to subscribe, leave us a review, share this with a friend. It can make a big impact in 
in our mission to spread positivity, possibility, and patriotism to every household across this country. So if you could do that, we'd really appreciate it. Subscribe, leave us a review, drop a comment uh, on our website. You can see the full featured article that we did with Dave Bray uh, at americansnippets.com forward slash zero five four and watch the full interview we did with him as well. If you want to learn more about Dave, you can also visit him online at davebrayusa.com and on Instagram. Twitter at Dave Bray USA. We appreciate you being here today. Remember, don't just be inspired by our guests, but but use their stories to propel you into action in your own life. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next time.